Rain pounded the cobbled street of the Royal Mile, water flowing down the road like a surging river. Constant rain for the past week had caused monumental amount of damage in an already destroyed city. It had been a year since the dead had engulfed the city of Edinburgh, killing hundreds of thousands and leaving survivors to scavenge and fight for survival. Safe zones had been erected around the city, but it wasn't long before they fell too. The city was lost, and as far as anyone knew, so was the world. Danny Cunningham and her brother Cal had been living with their mother and auntie when the outbreak happened. However, they succumbed to the dead, leaving Danny and Cal to fend for themselves. They were saved by a group of elite soldiers called the Crows, who took them to a community in Princess Street Gardens called Atlantis, where they were safe from the dead. That didn't last long. When the leader of the community and the Crows, Sergeant O'Connell, betrayed the community and let it fall, his only concern was his own safety. Pete Kirkman, who was the captain of the Crows, led a team into the city to look for supplies. Unbeknownst to him, he left people behind. His team split up and his best friend Carl Stevenson lost his life, saving his friend Roach from a horde of shambling corpses. Beth Harper had gotten devoured by two of the undead, helping fellow team member Abbott. Abbott, however, betrayed the team for his own safety, but lost his life to the dead. Danny, Pete and Roach were taken in by a group of survivors who had taken to living in Mary King's Close, called the Reborn. They originally were a group of people who were immune to the virus, but lay hidden from the groups of soldiers who were tasked with killing anyone who was bitten. During the fall of Atlantis, young Cal Cunningham was bitten and taken in by the Reborn. It conspired that Cal is one of the few people who are immune to the virus. Now, Danny, Pete, Roach and Cal are living and working with the Reborn in Mary King's Close trying to survive. The room was dark and the sound of heavy breathing was the only sound Danny could hear as she lay awake. Thoughts of the past year playing in her mind like a morbid VHS. Recently, she had not been sleeping and was feeling under the weather. She looked around the room and saw Roach sitting against the wall, resting his head in his hands. And where do you think you're going, Missy? Uh, I'm going on watch. I can't sleep and lying here's not doing me any good. I'll join you. It's about time I'll be on watch anyway. And besides, Deja will be wanting away. She'll be knackered. Can't be a fun shift with Diego all night. <laughs> He's all right. Just quiet. I'm sure working with him for all this time, she's been able to get something out of him. Quiet? That's an understatement. I can't get two words out of the bloke. Even when I say hi, all I get back is a grunt. If that. You don't know what he has to deal with. We all have skeletons in our closets. Aye, but there's having shit to deal with and then there's just being plain rude. He's all right with me. Maybe he just doesn't like you. You're his boss. He must be all right with you. Well, this is very true. One of the perks, I suppose. That and the fact you're sleeping with the head of patrols. <laughs> well, there is that as well. The main reception of the museum was covered in debris with a tough barricade made of tables, chairs, signs and blocked the door. The windows were barricaded with planks of wood with holes in them to allow them to look out. As Danny and Roach approached, they noticed Deirdre and Diego standing guard, rifles in hand. 
As Danny approached, Deirdre and Diego stood to attention. You all right, guys? Anything to report? No, ma'am. Nothing. A couple of deadheads, but nothing to worry about. They just shambled past, minding their own business. Didn't even bat an eyelid. Brilliant. That's what we want. Still raining? Yeah. Been three or four days now. It's like a river out there. I'm surprised they can even stay standing. I'm sure it'll stop soon. It has to. Just take care when you go out there. Thank you, ma'am. You're both on patrol with Pete tomorrow, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. 900 hours. We're heading out to look for some more supplies, but not sure where yet. We've searched almost everywhere along this section of the Royal Mile. I think he wants to head back to the museum. He's convinced that there's something there worth scavenging. And what do you think? Ma'am? Do you think there is something there worth scavenging? Well, maybe there is. We've only explored the first two floors and the rest were overrun, so we didn't get that far. Pete knows what he's doing. He has a good gut feeling. If he thinks there is something there, then there probably is. Trust him. Oh, I do, ma'am. With my life. Permission to step down? At ease. Enjoy your rest. See you later, Diego. Danny sat on the window bench looking out onto the street. The rain falling hard. The sound was immense. Outside, she saw some of the dead shambling past, struggling to stand up straight as the water cascaded down the street. Motherfuckers. You okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. (sighs) Just thinking about everything, you know? Those things out there, they... They just make me so fucking angry. They took everything from me. From us. I just want to kill every single last one of them. I know. Believe me. I know. But, hey. We're safe here. It's been a year and we've not had an attack. So we must be doing something right. We've got a good thing here. They helped us when we needed it the most. They helped Cal Christ. They didn't have to. And those things out there, it's better that they're out there wandering the streets than down here with us. I know. I I know you're right. You're 100% right. But... Do you not feel trapped here, Roach? I mean, there's not a lot of room down here, is there? There must be somewhere bigger, somewhere more secure. Somewhere more for us than... than this. You want 50 to 60 people to leave a place? To go out into the streets with those things? In hopes we find somewhere bigger and more secure? That wouldn't be a good idea. Not them, Roach. Us. You, me, Pete. Danny. Cal. I get where you're coming from. And I totally understand. But you must think about Cal. It would not be a good idea for it to be outside. Outside with those things. He's only just stopped having nightmares every night. He's safe here. He has people around him to look out for him. We thought he would be safe in Atlantis. And look how that turned out. Look, I'll have a chat with Pete when my next on patrol. See if we can't at least keep an eye out for somewhere bigger while we're out and about. But you must be patient, Danny. 
that could take time. We don't want this place to go sour. I just don't feel safe, Roach. I need Cal to be safe. I can't lose him. Something about it, I don't know, it feels off. I've felt it since the day we got here. In what way? It's just hard to explain. Like I said, I felt it when we arrived, but I was so concerned with Cal and everything. We sort of just fell into place, you know? I just, I have just never felt comfortable. There you are. I wondered where you disappeared to. I couldn't sleep. I thought I'd come on watch. Again? Please. This is becoming a bit of a habit with you. Can I talk to you about something? It's pretty important. I am sorry, babe. It's going to have to wait. We're about to go out on patrol in a sec. I promise that we'll have a chat when I get back. Come on, please. Danny, I'm sorry, but I have to go. When I get back, I promise. Promise. You have my word, okay? I love you. I love you too. Roach, I'll see you later. I'm going to go and lie down. You okay? Yeah, just not feeling great. See ya. Danny had felt uneasy since they arrived at Mary King's Close, and Pete had become more and more distant, focusing more on his role as a captain than on her and Cal. She tried to shake off the feeling she made her way back to the residential area. There were still people sleeping, and she had to step over them to reach her bed. She sat for a moment before laying down, the same thoughts playing through her mind. As she slept, images filled her mind. She was walking through the underground street. There was no one around. The place was silent. Deathly silent. Eventually, she happened across a group of people huddled around something. Someone. Her. She was laying on the floor, covered in a bloody blanket. She was pale. Weak. But her doppelganger was holding something. A bundle of clothes. As she inched closer, she pulled aside the clothes to see a baby suckling at her breast. But the baby was dead, rotting. It rolled its head towards Danny and let out a blood-curdling screech. Danny covered her ears. The screams had voices in them. Voices of people that she loved. Her mother, Olivia, Cal... Then a voice she knew, a soft voice, a voice that made her feel safe. Her surroundings went dark. She woke up. The Fallen, an Eerie Earth production, written and directed by Kieran Bay. Starring Megan Chase as Danny Cunningham, Andrew Lodge as Roach, and Saxon Davids as Pete Kirkman. Music by Peter Wyshynski and The Fallen Theme by Ross Budgen. For more information on The Fallen, be sure to head over to eerieearth.com and follow us on all social media. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye for now.